Well, hello, and welcome to the Watch What Crappens podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm Ronnie. Welcome to the show. Guess what? Sorry, but Ben is still gone. Okay, he's out for the rest of the week. He's gone. He's done for. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that when he's sick. He's sick. He's got the vid. So, Ben, I just want to dedicate this per- first part of the show to you. Ben. Ben. Don't leave me again, Ben. That's for you. Love you. Feel better, okay? Um, hi, everybody. Welcome. You know what? My camera's not centered, so I'm going to center that. Am I centered? <laughs> okay. Roll this again. Let's do this from the top, please. Hi. I'm Ronnie. Guys, thanks for being here. Um, Listen, today is an ultimate girls trip day. It is my pleasure to be bringing you a solo recap, okay? It's been a week of great guests. We had Ryan Bailey from um, So Bad It's Good, which is a fantastic podcast. He's a good friend, does great work. Go listen to him, subscribe to him, like and subscribe, etc. Like and subscribe. Okay. He's great. So thanks to him. And also, of course, Nancy DeBobo. Thank you very much for being here. But today I thought we'd do a little something different. So please enjoy my personal dinner theater version of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, Season 2, Episode 6. Orchestra! Watch what happens! Fade in on Bluestone Manor. So it's... 8.45 a.m. I think it actually said 8.46, but I wrote down 8.45. But I feel like we should be specific about this stuff. It's 8.46, okay? I don't want anybody to deny the time. I don't want them to say, Ronnie, you got the time wrong, okay? It's 8.46 a.m. at Bluestone Manor. And there's, like, violins playing. You know, there's a lot of shit happening in this house that really doesn't make sense. Like, there's violin music all the time. Like, it's classy. Like... I think Bravo feels like, I feel like everybody who watches Bravo, like this is their meeting. Everybody who watches Bravo lives in a trailer, an apartment, or they're living the van life and watching this years later on the internet. So everything will be classy to them. So just add violins everywhere to remind them that people on TV are richer than they are. And I'm like, listen, bitch, I've heard your garage band violins. Okay, I get them for free. Anyway, it's very classy. So, Oh, and the, the theme song is like Succession, I guess. You know, you guys have told me it's Succession. I mean, I watch Succession. <laughs> don't really realize. Listen, I don't really recognize the musicality, okay, um, of the Succession theme. Because the Succession theme is like, it's like pianos, like beautiful. You know, whoever's sitting there, like, had their uh, fingers hit with a ruler by a parent who's just really controlling and is like, you're going to play the piano until you're good. And they're great. You know, they're amazing. Um, And this one's not. It's just like, kind of like, I don't know, the Mr. Belvedere, the people who wrote the Mr. Belvedere theme wrote this. But, you know, why just the music? You know, I love it. Wherever it came from, I love it. It's my jam. I sing it every day. Violins are playing. It's 846. This is going to be 20 hours. Have you realized that yet? Audience, have you hung up? Have, have I lost you? It's going to be 20 hours long. Okay, so here's my first thought for the show. You know, that Taylor is one strange cookie. She really is. She's an odd bird. Okay, and we see different 
uh, over the years. You know, of course, we know this. Anybody who's watched his show forever, like all of us, I'm sure, um, know that she's an odd bird. But the way that it's, uh, the different ways that it's highlighted on this show really cracks me up. Today, this is Taylor's cuckoo bird highlight. This is how Taylor blow dries her hair. Okay, if we get a shot of Taylor. I want to know and love it. Kind of dead in the eyes and just moving really slowly. And she's moving so slowly that the like the video of her hair blowing even looks slow. I'm like, wow, that's her superpower. She can just slow down anything. It's not just an episode of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. She can slow down air coming out of a machine. I mean, that's a talent. That's a talent, Taylor. Well done. Okay, so then Jill is in bed, and she gets a text from Dorinda. And it's pretty much like what you would think a Dorinda text would be, right? It's like, good Jill. Hi, Jill. It's Dorinda. I'm in my bed. Are you in your bed? I hope you're comfortable in your bed, because you know you could have been on the pull-out catch of Brandy's on in the attic that I told her was from London and was very expensive. That was a lie. Me and you know that is a lie, because we're friends now. Remember Dorinda, who yelled at you last night and called you thirsty? Yes, me. Just wanted to make sure we're still friends, because I'm really, really sorry about last night. And you know what? I say this as a person who Who's not sorry at all? Okay, I was drunk last night when I said it. And today I'm not drunk anymore. So today I'm sorry. Even though I'm still the same as last night. Just not as drunk. So not sorry, stupid, thirsty bitch. Okay, maybe I can see you later. And Jill will take anything at this point. She's like, ah, I guess we're friends again, huh? Well, that's good. You know, maybe I can get some invites. You know, maybe she could send them to my friends. I know so many people. You know what? I wonder if she's heard of a little person called Kelly Clarkson. Okay? I don't know her personally, but I know people who know her. Okay? Have you ever heard of the Million Dollar Matchmaker? Okay? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I'll be here a lot. Yeah, I'm going to get comfortable in this bed. You know, fucking Jill. So then we go to Marco. God bless Marco. God bless him. The most put-upon person on this show. And that's saying a lot. These are a lot of put-upon people. Okay? But you've got Marco. And Marco at first was just like like kind of confused and, you know, working for like $12 an hour. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to shame his hourly, but I'm assuming it's not a ton. I'm trying to think what is a lot, what is a good hourly? Cause I saw like a laundromat or something the other day saying like $20 an hour starting. And I was like, bye. bye. <laughs> I will be folding. I will be folding. Bye. Peace. Um, so I don't know what he's getting, probably working for free. You know, maybe it's like a Sonya intern. I don't, no one, nobody knows. But the point is, at first he was like a little confused, but down for it. And then Dorinda would dress him down like, Marco, you know, here's the rules of the manor. When the lady of the manor speaks, everybody stops and they listen. And then she claps her hands and then they turn around. And then they do the hokey pokey. Do the hokey pokey, Marco. Do the hokey pokey. So by this point, he's just terrified. The guy is terrified, okay? And they do this scene. He's doing it in the diary room, which is in that creepy attic where Dorinda's just got all her old Amazon racks of, you know, discarded glitter or whatever the fuck she wears. Um, so he's up there, and it's very, like, Blair Witch now with Marco. <laughs> Poor guy. And it started like, I'm Marco. And now it's like... I can't tell you how many days we're in. Four days? Five days? It's been consistently crazy here. 
friendships have twisted. And then we cut to, move over. I want to talk to Jill. If Jill can talk about me, Jill can talk to me. You know, I thought I was friends with Jill, but apparently not. And look at Jill. Jill can cry. And look, Jill can cry better than I can because of all the mascara. Can't you, Jill? Mascara wearer. And cuts back to Marco and he's like, relationships have strained. It's fascinating how quickly they resolve conflicts. I mean, just check the footage, man. Check the footage. I'm just trying to do my best. And it just the screen goes black. We're like, oh my God. What happened to Marco? You know, I just want I want like during the show, like the lights just to pop up at random times. And you just see Marco facing a corner, you know? It's like, Marco, are you okay? But he never turns around. He's just like facing the corner. Marco! Marco! Uh, so then, um, we get actually speak of the devil, my favorite song. Okay. My favorite song orchestra. Take it away. Welcome back now, you hear? 8.57 a.m. Okay, so we see the kitchen uh, camera, and the cooks are in there, you know, and they're, like, happy because, you know, cooks, in their miserable way, you know how cooks are, like, miserably happy? They're like that. They're, like, cooking, like, quickly, so they look happy, but then you see their faces, and they're like, ugh, like, they're not happy. But, you know, that's how chefs are happy. They're happy being unhappy. So I'm happy for you. Happily. I'm happily happy for you, unhappy happies. Okay? So they're in there cooking and happy. And then Dorinda comes in, and she's like, all right, everybody, who's up? Now, there are a lot of different versions of Dorinda 80% of those personalities swimming around in there are terrifying, <laughs> okay? They're terrifying in different ways. They each have different superpowers. But the most terrifying is the, I've been drunk, but now I'm different, and so I'm super happy about it. Like the, the drunk regrets Dorinda, you know, where she's like up on a high. She's like, look at me. I haven't had a drink all day. And you're like, uh, it's 8.57, ma'am. Okay, let's stop. Take the take the hand off the shoulder. But she's got that happiness to her, uh, where she's like, "It's a different day. It's me, Dorinda. Who's up, everybody?" And all the chefs are suddenly like, "Oh God, God!" Chopping their carrots. So then Dorinda tells us, "You know, I rarely get hungover. You know, but I couldn't. I just couldn't shake it out this morning. I could not shake it out this morning." I'll bet you never get hungover. It's called practice makes perfect. You know who's hungover? Your hangovers. I'll bet your hangovers complain to each other like, Jesus Christ, she really did mean today. God, I hurt. I'm yesterday's hangover. I'm still here. I'm still I'm still in pain. I was I was big. You know, I was a big I was a big thing to be born after just one night. Oh yeah, I I know. You know, I'm hangover. I'm a hangover from Thursday. I'm, I'm Thursday hangover. I'm still hurting too. Oh my god, how many hangovers can you have at one time? She's got like a whole group of like little hangovers in there, just like ready to make a suicide pact, you know, to like please to stop the cycle. So we find out that Dorinda can't shake it because she really went over the top last night. Now, she goes over the top every night. She gets drunk. She yells at everybody. Um, 
So it's not like it's different from those other nights. The difference is, is that people are sick of her shit. And on Real Housewives of New York, people would just kind of take it, you know, because like, what are you going to do? Like, if you stand up to her, you still have to shoot with her tomorrow and she's just going to get worse. Right. So they kind of tiptoe around it. But on this show, they're like, fuck you. Like, they're not taking it. So now Dorinda's like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble, trouble. So Eva's outside and Dorinda, it, isn't it funny how when you smoke, you're the first one to get fresh air? It's like, I've always thought that, you know, because I do vape. I'm vaping now. I'm not a smoker anymore. I'm a better person. Mm, vapors. Um, but I always noticed that when I smoked because I would go outside and I was like, God, these non-smokers think they're being so healthy. But I am out here breathing fresh air and listening to birds chirp. I mean, does it get better? That's it. I'm starting smoking again. Thanks, Dorinda. So anyway, Eva's out there like smoking or vaping or doing whatever. And Dorinda comes out, and she's like, you know, last night, I don't remember all of it, but uh, the manager came up, and he said, uh, you, you need to turn in your apron. And I said, uh, hey, you know what? I wouldn't work for a place that doesn't serve blue cheese dressing anymore, so go fuck yourself. And then I got in the car, and I said, I worked hard for that apron when I was 12. I worked so hard for it. And I just gave it all up in one night. And Eva's like, yeah, I mean, it got a little negative, but it ended well, right? It ended well, right? And she's like, yeah, yeah. You know, I think I understand Jill now. I, I really, you know, I really understand Jill. Now, this is where you know that this apology to her is a bullshit. Okay. Because Jill's not hard to understand. You always understood Jill. Okay. Just think she's an asshole. And the stuff you called her out on was not really bad. Like the filming at Bobby's funeral, only calling you because she wants to get on camera. That stuff I don't think you have to apologize for. It's maybe just like, you know, putting a brick through her windshield in traffic and being like, you listen here, you thirsty bitch. It's like, okay, you can maybe do it in a calmer way, you know? Obviously, she didn't physically do that. I just like, I mean, mentally putting a brick through someone's windshield. You know, the mental brick through the windshield, just grabbing someone by the chest. <laughs> We've all been there. So Eva's like, well, you know, if anything came out of it, <sighs> like the huge puff, if anything came out of it, at least now that situation is resolved. Yeah, you know what? I, I just realized you're always out here being the voice of reason, and you really haven't done much this season. So um, what are you, what are you going to do this? What is your situation that needs to be resolved? Eva's just like, mm-hmm. have we found out what a mangina is yet? Still don't know. What is a mangina? I'm so mad. So then we see this resolution that's made Dorinda happy. And it's because Jill ended up apologizing, of course, at the dinner. She was like, listen, I know what happened. I came into your home. I disrespected your home. And you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry about how I disrespected your home. I will never do it again. I am sorry. And then that instantly turns Dorinda. Because Dorinda, I think, misbehaves because she wants people to yell back at her so that then they can apologize to her. I think apologies are delicious, apparently. You know, different feelings are, are taste different ways. I eat all kinds of them. Uh, it's my favorite snack. Feelings. But uh, I think Dorinda is an apology eater. She's also an apology chef, you know, which, hey, listen, eat your own cooking. Know what I'm saying? So 
she got that apology and she was immediately sated. You know, she's like, oh, you know, chill, this is ridiculousness, chill, chill, this is ridiculous. So we cut back and Eva's like, yeah, I just think that she really like misses you and she misses your deep friendship that you guys had with each other. And Dorinda's like, you know, I just, I don't remember. Uh, I don't, I mean, I didn't realize, well, I knew we were friends. I knew I knew her. I know, I know her name. You know, she was in my phone. But, you know, she says I wasn't a good friend to her. But, you know, then she, you know, she sent me a text. And then we hugged out. We hugged it out after the text. You know, uh, and everything's good. Nothing's ever going to happen with me and Jill Zarin, the person I know very well now, but hardly know at all, really, uh, to be truthful. But, you know what, everything's going to be great as long as I look like a good person by the end of the season. And if she has any food in the room, she better back in the fuck up. <laughs> So then we go to Marco, who is going over the itinerary with Jill. You know, which, why would you go over your itinerary with Jill? You know, it's just going to take you 30 minutes. He's like, hey, Jill, you want to know? You want to know what's on the itinerary? She's like, oh, sure. You know what I love? Itineraries. You know, like, what do you do without it all day? You know what my favorite app is? iCal. It is. It's iCal. You know what? I don't even know if it's iCal or if it's uh, GCal. Because, you know, GCal, that's the one from Google. And it's free. And iCal's supposed to be free. But you know how they're not really free? You know how the, like you have to subscribe to the thing or you, you can't keep any pictures on your phone? That's basically what's happening. So I've got both the calendars and I don't I don't even choose. It's like, which one do you look at? You know, I sometimes have them race. Like if something's coming, it's like 7 a.m., something's coming up, some rug thing, rug emergency, whatever. You know, I, I see which one dings first. And I have to say, they're about even they're about even right now it's like okay well so the itinerary is um first we're gonna have breakfast i love breakfast you know it's the most important meal of the day that's what everybody says although i will say after i eat i get very tired you know and i don't like to take a nap it's disgusting like people who take naps like it's not attractive you know what i'm saying i'm always telling Ali, not attractive don't take a nap okay sleep at night like a human being so you know you eat in the morning you get tired but then you get over it and then by lunch you're like oh my god i ate i didn't fall asleep good for me you know Ding! up oh, the g cow there it is good for you joe <laughs> isn't that funny i had that in there already okay well so then after breakfast we're gonna go to a wine tasting uh that's gonna be great for me the person who doesn't drink and who gets yelled at by drunks that's great Okay, why don't, you know, why don't we just have a, why don't we just have a, a get together in like a Greek pit, like one of those circular Greek pits where they used to fight each other on Spartacus, all right? You could just put me in there. You could just throw a, a drunk person in there. Just let them beat the shit out of me, Marco. Okay, that sounds great. Sounds great for me. And then tonight is Christmas in October. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wear a dress. That's that's what I've decided. It's Christmas party. You know what? I'm going to wear a dress. It's going to have sleeves. It's going to have fur on the sleeves. It's going to be hookah chic. Hookah chic. You know all these long-sleeved hookers that we always see. And you can get it at Jill and Alley. Okay, Marco? Marco? Put that in your iCal. And your G-Cal. He's like, <sighs> walking off, like, vowing to himself never to tell Jill what's going to be happening for the rest of the day again. So Marco scurries off, and then um, Dorinda sees Jill, so she decides that now she's going to inundate Jill with things that they're going to do. Because, you know, Dorinda is one of those people who tells you all the stuff you're going to do within the next five minutes within the conversation. Like, oh, look, Jill. You know what, Jill? Let's have a hug. Okay, we're having a hug now. Jill, you know what I decided? I want to sit down with you, actually, because we need to sit down. So I'm going to sit down. And you know what I've decided? I'm going to hug you. I'm going to hug you, Jill. Every day when I get up, I'm going to say, Jill, you're going to have to sit down. Then you're going to sit down. I'm going to say, Jill, stand back up. Jill, let's have a hug. And then I'm going to hug you. That's what I'm going to do every day, Jill. And Jill's like, well, that's great. You know, I'm a hugger. 
I'm a hugger and a rugger. <laughs> okay, Saren rugs. Okay, it's in my blood. Hugger rugger. Rugger hugger. Okay, I'm a hugger rugger. Want to do it again? I don't. I don't, Jill. Now you're going to walk away from me. All right. I'm walking backwards, slowly away. Keep walking, Jill. I'm walking uh, slowly away. Love you, Jill. Hug you tomorrow. So then Brandy comes out of her room looking like, I don't know. I feel like one good thing about Brandy is you know what to expect. You know? Like, you know what Brandy looks like in the morning. You just know. I mean, Brandy, you see how she lives at night, and she she wakes up like that in the morning. Just like, just like, so she comes out and is kind of stumbling out and some blonde, not sure which one, comes up and hugs her because she's been through so much trauma. So Brandy's like, Dorinda's a sloppy drunk and she came after me when I walked away two times. And then we see a clip of, bitch, get out of my face, Dorinda. And Dorinda wasted at the old restaurant she worked at like, no, you say bitch to me. Yeah, 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 bitch me. Yeah, me. She was wasted at that point. She tells us, um, we're not going to just brush it off today and just be like, sorry. Like, Dorinda's not going to get away with that with me. She's not going to get away with that. It's not just a sorry day. What she did to me. What she did to me. Oh, my God. Brandy. It's like someone finally did something offensive to Brandy. And now this is the reality. Oh, my God. But Brandy, girl, you just said something about Taylor's dead husband. Two seconds before that other thing happened, okay? And guess what you do? You wake up, you're like, sorry, Taylor, sorry. I was drunk, I was mad, okay, it's over. So, you know, hypocrisy, the housewives way. So now Dorinda and Jill sit for their big talk. And Dorinda's doing that thing where she's like, I'm super comfortable with you. Like, I'm going to sit on this chair and I'm going to put my feet up. I'm going to curl my feet and hold them kind of in the fetal position. But also because I'm deeply listening to what you're saying. Okay, do not put your feet up here. Do not put your feet up here, Jill. It's only, for, it's only homeowner feet. Homeowner feet. So she's telling her, you know, I was telling Eva, you know, I never even knew that you were that interested in me. Really? Because, like, I called you so much your voicemail box was full, okay? Oh, sorry about that, by the way. I'll take the blame even though you could get more storage for that. You know, did you know that? Most people don't know that they could extend their voicemail boxes. But you can. You know, call your company. Are they Verizon? T-Mobile? Cricket? Mint? What are they? You know, I'm not going to judge you. Sprint? Is that still around? God, I love Sprint back in the day. Remember when everyone had Sprint and flip phones? Do you remember that? Ah, the days. You know what? They might say it's like $10 a month extra for your voicemail storage, you know, but is that really too much? Okay. And if you threaten to cancel your service, they might expand it for free. Okay. You know, when you get them on the phone, tell them, I know Jill Zarin. Okay? Someone over there knows me. I'm sure of it. All right, the thing that people don't really know about me, Jill, is that I'm really not that social. Oh, really? Really? Uh, yeah. Well, that's what you're saying, and I'm listening to you. That's therapy talk for bullshit you drunk. But I'm not going to say anything. Frankly, you're bigger than me. I'm really not very social. I don't go out unless I absolutely have to. I don't do well in big groups. I don't. I don't do well in big groups. Which is why I'm trying very hard to get back on an ensemble show. And Jill's like, yeah, you know, I have to remember that sometimes people are like that, like you. And, uh, you know, I have to say, you know what, Jill? It's not all about you, Jill. It's not all about you. And I'm like, who would say that? Who would say that to me? And I'm like, you said it. You said it to yourself. I mean, it was Jill. It was your voice saying, Jill, it's not all about you, Jill. I mean, like, I'm so mad at myself right now. Can you believe it? I deserve an apology from me. You know, Jill, if we're ever in New York at the same time again, which who knows? Maybe we will be. Maybe we won't be. I really don't know. But, you know, if we are, maybe you, Jill, 
Karen, Jill's, Jill, Karen, Zarin, Zarin, Jill, Zarin, maybe you and I doing the medley star could, uh, you know, maybe we could, what, go to dinner? Me. Lunch? Yeah, you and me, I don't know, maybe lunch. Uh, snacks? <laughs> Ice cream? <laughs> Broadway show? <laughs> I'm never going to hear from you again, I'm Dorinda. Okay, that was a good talk. You know what, thanks for the redemption talk. Marco, get the thirsty one a drink. All right, get the thirsty one a drink, okay? My work here is done. Okay, hey, Jill, could you, could you hand me that Sharpie that's right there at the end of that table? Okay, thank you. Okay, give me your arm, Jill. Give me your arm. They're in the medley. Back it up, bitch. I made it nice. September 2021. There you go, Thirsty. Okay. See you never. And so Jill's totally happy with this. She's like, you know, we got stuff out on the table. You know, what happened to Halloween? What happened to Bobby's funeral? And now we can start over from here. Right when we both get back to New York City, go to dinner, lunch, tea, coffee, ice skating, Broadway. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. Ballet. Let's go over to the dining room, shall we? So we're in the dining room, and Brandy and Tamara are sitting there, and like other people, you know, mulling around. I think Vicky comes in at one point during this, so they're talking. And, you know, Tamara is a serious shitster, and she's, everybody's like, oh my god, Tamara, loving seeing Tamara back on TV. Tamara is terrible, okay? How many times do I have to tell you people? Tamara is evil, okay? Tamara is the original angry possum on the trash when she gets mad. <laughs> like, she is, okay? So don't forget it. She's being okay right now, but watch what she does. She's just in there twisting and stirring. Like, she's starting a mutiny against a lady in her own home. Now, does Dorinda need to be told to shut the fuck up? Of course. But the, the lengths to which Tamara takes it. Okay, so anyway. So... Brandy's like, oh my god, after what happened last night, like, I had to go to bed. I was so traumatized, you guys. Like, it was so hard. That thing I said to Taylor about her dead husband being boring or whatever. I mean, can you believe that someone's mentioned my son? I mean, can you believe it? I was traumatized. And Tamara's like, on the way home, Dorinda seemed to be calm. And then Vicky, uh, Vicky was on social media. And then Dorinda was like, oh, social media? Who's on social media, batch? And then Vicky was just saying like she was wishing Steve's daughter a, a happy birthday. And then Dorinda went off on her, like head exploding, like she was crazy, batch. I was like, oh my God, it shook me from the car. So then we see the scene that Tamara's talking about. And at first I was like, why are they showing us the whole scene after they just showed Tamara narrate the scene? But I think that the editors uh, are on my team regarding Tamara, and they're like, look at Tamara's story, and then let's see what actually happened. Let's watch Dorinda go crazy. Let's watch brains splatter all over the sides, the windows of the car. It's like a horror movie, you know? So, um, so we see them in the car on the way back. Dorinda is fall down. Like she's in the back seat and she's still falling down. She's doing that thing where she's in the back seat and the car is driving and she's like this. She's like, I just fell down right now. Like, how are you falling down? You're in a chair. You're in a seat. Okay. Someone strap her in. So Vicky is typing, you know, she's got her little glasses. She's like, tap, 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 tap. Tip, 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 And I feel like Vicky has the sound effect turned on when she types. So it's like, click, click, 
click, click, click, click, that electric click on my iPhone. Um, so she's doing, she's like clicking. And Dorinda's like, what are you doing? What are you doing over there? What are you doing? And she's like, uh, you know what? I'm wishing Steve's daughter a happy birthday because it is her birthday right now. So I'm wishing her. Uh, I was like, are you typing that onto her Instagram? Why are you talk typing that? Like, how are you typing something and talking like you're typing it? You know what I mean? So anyway, uh, Dorinda's like, don't, don't do that, Vicky. Don't do it. She's like, uh, you know what? Just talk to me like that. Just talk to me like that, Dorinda. Don't talk to. Don't talk to me like that. Dorinda. Dorilla. Why would it why would it autocorrect it to Dorilla? Oh god, I press send. This is gonna be on Steve's daughter's Instagram now. Jesus. And she's like, you know, Vicky, Vicky, you shouldn't do that anymore. You know, because you're not together. You're not together anymore, Vicky. You're not together. And Vicky's like, well, I'm not gonna have anyone tell me what to do on my own codograb. Okay? This codograb just saved you seven dollars on your insurance. Bling! And Dorinda's like, you know what? It's gonna make it look it's like, what? So I rewound it. Because, you know, listen, as someone who drinks too much, you know, normally I can understand exactly what Dorinda's saying. You know, I speak that language. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, usually I can understand it, but Dorinda's really hammered. So I had to rewind it. And she's like, I'm like, I don't know what she's doing, but I don't know what she's saying yet, but she's doing that point. Like, and so I rewound it again. Finally, I turned on the captions, and she's saying, it's going to make you look like you like him more than he likes you. Honey, that's not going to make him think that. She's been broken up with him for more than a year, and she's still been telling everybody they're together. She's shocked that he finally said, stop calling me, okay? They've been broken up for a very long time. She, he knows. He knows that she likes him more than he likes her, okay? Vicky's like, yeah, you know what? Dorinda cuts people out of her lives. And I don't cut people out of my life. I don't. Everyone stays in my life. Everyone stays in my life. You know, we have group insurance. So it's like, no one can leave, you know? It's like, you don't want to talk to me anymore? Really? What if you, what if you like, get in a fire? You know, you're going to have to call me, you know, to make the claim. That's just how it is. And she's like, that's out of, that's out of your business, Dorinda. It's out of your business. And Tamara's like, you just can't reason with her. I mean, Dorinda, she's just nuts, right? Totally lost it in the car. Brains all over the windows. Everybody was terrified. So then Taylor, of course, is like, Brandy. It's like, oh, God, Taylor. We all just saw you hypnotize yourself in the mirror with a blow dryer. I don't even want to know what's about to come out of her mouth. But she's about to start with Brandy. And Brandy's like, you know what? I can't even with you right now, Taylor. She goes, okay, we'll wait till we have some coffee. Okay. Brandy's like, well, I was seeing red, and it was just belligerence. That's what it was. She can't come in here and say, we're over it now, okay? I'm sorry, because she does it every day, and it just gets bigger and bigger, and someone talked about my children. And Tamara pulls her, you know, usual, but I think everyone needs to spec up, because if just one person specs up, no revolution is started. But if we all unite together and spec up, I got surrender. When you know Tamara ain't gonna say shit. Tamara's gonna rile everybody else up and then watch them go and then she's just gonna sit back and go making that really fast fish fish things with her lip or as benjamin calls it the invisible straw sip 
<laughs> Dorinda comes in, and Dorinda always knows your ass is talking about it. Because, you know, Dorinda's got cameras all over this house that she can watch. She knows everything these fuckers are talking about. At the very least, she's got, like, Alexas that are, like, uh, listening in on you. You know how you can drop in on someone's Alexa and listen? You know she, at the very least, does that. So Dorinda comes in. She's like, hi, everybody. It's me. Happy to, happy Dorinda. Okay. I just want everyone to know. Brandy. Hold on. I'm going to sit next to Brandy, everybody. Hold on. I, this is private, so I'm going to say it quietly, but I'm going to do it like this so you all watch. Brandy. I love you, Brandy. I love you very much. And she's like, I love you, too. Yeah, but Brandy, I was just saying to Jill over there, my good friend Jill Karen. Okay, we were sitting in the other room. You know, I had my feet up on the chair because I'm very casual. She she didn't because she's not a stupid bitch who wants to get a head chopped off. But, you know, we were being very casual over there. And I said, you know, Jill, I, I just don't like anyone talking about Richard's death because it's triggering. Okay, and that's all I was trying to tell you last night. And I think Taylor is still angry about the first night when we were here. You know what I saw her doing with the blow dryer this morning? You know, it was sad. It was sad. So I think she's triggered. And Brandy's like, yeah, but like that's between like me and Taylor. You know what I mean? So, like, that does not excuse your behavior, Dorinda. Yeah, and that's why I'm apologizing. Okay, because I, I, uh, I, uh, I used the wrong reference, is what I did. I used the wrong reference. No, you shouldn't have said anything, because it was between me and Taylor. And, like, me and Taylor, like, we're gonna talk later, okay? But then me and you, then me and you should actually go talk later, away from everybody else. What do you think of that, Dorinda? Okay, well, I was wrong. Okay, and I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. You want some Cheerios on a spoon? Look, Cheerios coming at you on a spoon. I am sorry. I am sorry, you Cheerio. And Brandy's like, that wasn't a reference. You used my son. No, 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 no. I said imagine. Imagine. Imagine all the people if it was your son and he died in a horrible accident, like John Lennon, possibly. You know, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be not fun? That would be not fun, right? That's all I meant to say. That is not what you said. I love the Beatles. That would have been fine. I was wrong, and I apologize for that. Okay, that was fun. But why are you so mad, Dorinda? Like, why are you so mad? Because, like, it's happening every day with one of us. It's, like, happening every day. No, no, no. You know what? When I think about what, what happened with Jill was different. Okay, because I didn't even know her until five minutes ago. And now we're, like, best friends. And so that was a totally different thing, you know. But last night, I did drink too much. I think I totally drank too much. That's what happened last night. And Tamara goes, Maybe that's drinking today. Maybe. And, like, looks at people for approval. And Brandy's like, well, how are we going to drink less? Because we're going to a winery today. So Dorinda has taken the temperature. The, the temperature has given itself to Dorinda, okay? The TV turned itself on. And Willard Scott was there. Is he still alive? I think he's dead. R.I.P. Willard Scott. And if you're still alive, love you. But Willard Scott's there like, here's the weather. You're like, I did not ask you, Willard Scott. He's like, also, here's who's 100 today. You're like, Willard Scott, get off my TV, Willard. That's what I should have said. I should have said, Brandy, what if Willard Scott died? That's what I should have said. So Dorinda tells us that she's feeling really sad and really disgusted with herself. And this week has been a failure and all my intentions for a good week were screwed up. <laughs> I did really try hard to make it nice. Out now by Penguin Books. Ding! No one really knows how to take that because it's a good apology, right? 
I mean, as far as Bravo apologies go, and, you know, like I said before, she's very well-practiced at a good apology, so it better be good, okay? It's like being surprised that Barishnikov is, like, good at plies. You're like, oh, of course he is. He, do- he-, he does that shit every day of his life, you know? She is an Olympic. <laughs> she is an Olympic apologizer. So she did well today. I give it an 8 out of 10, only not giving it a 10 out of 10, just because I'm a bitch, basically. Mm, feels good. So everybody's there now, and they're like, oh my god, we're going to the winery! Woo, yeah, it's a winery! Acting like they didn't just go to a winery. Was that yesterday? I think they were at a winery yesterday or the day before. Or what? I'm turning into Marco, right? I'm like, day one. Here's what happened on day one. Then day two. By the end, we're just going to be like shriveled, <laughs> shriveled little skeletons and <laughs> with a flashlight up at our head, and it's just going to go to black. So they're going to the winery, and Phaedra's like, um, listen, today at the winery, we're going to have fun. We're going to be drunk. We're going to be nice. We're going to be friendly. We're not going to hit below the bell. Okay, enough. You're going to get the show canceled, okay? Can you just pick one of those things? Go with friendly. We're all going to be friendly, okay? Don't ruin the housewives, okay? <laughs> we need all of those other things to make this tick. Dorinda's back now. She's like, well, you know, the winery's going to be great. And look, I'm not a control freak because I didn't even organize this trip, and I'm totally fine, which is why I'm over here wringing my hands like crazy. This is going to be so fun. Dorinda's, like, doing that thing where she's drying her hands under the uh, air dryer that's supposed to get your um, hands dry in two seconds, but, like, it never does. You just stand there like a fucking idiot doing this. Hand ring. Hand ring, hand ring. Yeah, I didn't even organize someone else's. It's someone else's. Still haven't had a drink today. Well, uh, where's my chip? Where is my chip? Even though all of this is over and Dorinda's apologized, Vicky's going to come back in for more. So she's like, you know what, Dorinda, you can't just keep going so deep and hitting below the belt. I have not been around that. I've not been around that, Dorinda. Except when I do it, you know, or when Tabra does it, or then when I do it to Tabra, or then when Tabra does it to me, or we both do it to Alexis, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, it's different when it's you, okay? This whole thing is me. Yeah, but that wasn't just me. You're trying to make it sound like it was just me, but it wasn't just me. I don't really care. Just shut up and let me be me, okay? Let me be me. Yeah, but everyone said, like, we didn't even feel like she was engaged since she'd been here. Without your children, back off. Back off. Yeah, but, like, I did feel that, like, Vicky's been getting better. Like, she's been getting better in this trip. Like, she was, like, a, a rancid hooker, like, the first day. But then, like, the second day, she was, like, even worse. But then the third day, she was okay. How many days have we been here? Dun, dun, dun. Marcos is like, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Like, he's like, oh, what is this? Getting better. What, what is get, getting better? I'm, I'm doing air quotes. Getting better. But I've been talking to you for days about Steve. I don't know what this is about. Well, I won't tell you anything more about my relationship. How's that? How's that? I will not tell you anything more. I'll just be up here on the crucifix like Jesus Christ. I'm here with my autographs. I'm just up here with my autographs. Uh, uh, they don't know what they do. They know what they know not what they do. Oh, Vicky, you're threatening to cut somebody off from that excruciatingly interesting feed of you blabbing endlessly about your toxic relationship. How could you? Don't cut us off, Vicky. Keep talking about it. Every minute of every day. And Tamara goes, Yeah, you know what, Trenta? You taught us that today was canceled. She's like, No, you didn't. Yeah, you said you said it was canceled, brother clip. 
Brother clap. So we get a clip of Dorinda stumbling in the hallway when they got home last night. She's like, you know why? You know what? Uh, camera and whoever else is in this hallway, I don't really care right now. Tomorrow is canceled. And everything I planned is canceled. So you guys can do whatever you want to do. You can do whatever you want. But Christmas is canceled. And they're like, whoa. What is that a Christmas carol? Why are you Christmas caroling? I don't know what you're saying. Bye, Cut back. And Dorinda's like, oh, I was just being a martini Scrooge last night and I canceled Christmas. Okay. But Christmas is back on. How can anybody leave Bluestone Manor without experiencing Christmas by Dorinda Dudley? You never know what's going to happen. One year, I slaughtered a fat guy for breaking in and eating cookies. They tried to call it murder. And I said I gave him three warning back-it-ups. I got off. Scot-free. Merry Christmas! Ho 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 yourself, motherfucker! Now everybody goes to get ready to go to this winery, right? So they're all in the rooms, and Vicky and Tamara are making their bed. And Tamara's like, oh my god, I'm glad you spoke up, Becca, because, like, ah, 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 I'm crying right now, can you see? Look, ah, look at my crack. Ah, am I crying? Oh, yeah, uh, I'm crying because I can't take it. I can't do this anymore, Vex. I can't do that. I can't do this anymore, Vex. Phaedra comes in and she's like, are you crying? Yeah, because I feel like I can't smack up. I can't have an opinion. I'm just going to blow up in there. And Vicky says, we're all going to die. We're all going to die here. We're all going to die. And that's why life is so precious to me. That is why life is precious, because that's that's why you experience all that you can, because you never know when you're going to be a Dorinda and your life is going to be over. So now Brandy's there. So Brandy and Phaedra are just watching these two like, Tamara's like, no one talks about death as much as Vicka. She's a Tibetana. She's a Tibetana. And then we see clips of Vicky like, guys, I just wanted to say on this girl's body jungle excursion, what if we died right now? What if we died? What if we died right now? That would be so sad. Because we're all going to die, guys. We're all going to die. And Heather Dubrow's like, You listen to me. Life is not worth living unless you are willing to live it. You saw that clip, right? Debbie Donna, that's what I'm saying. And Vicky tells them, If I die right now, I want you guys to tell everyone you know. You tell them, She died sad. She died sad. <laughs> Pedro goes, that's not the legacy. She died sad. So now Jill goes over to Taylor's room to check on her. And Taylor's like, um, I am so emotionally drained. And Jill says, well, it's a catharsis, you know, because Brandy came a long way. Okay. You know, since I know her, which has been like, what, four days, three days? How long have we been here? No one knows. Yeah. You know, so she's changed a lot. And, you know, I'm proud of her. But then, you know what? Like last night, like your face, like if I had a mirror, you'd be like, oh, my God, who is that? And I would say, that's you. And you go, oh my God, who are you? I say, it's Jill. You know what? I look different because we're flipped right now. That's how mirrors do it. Isn't that crazy? It's like supposed to show you you, but it like shows you, but like an opposite land. And then you leave and you're like, why is everybody treating me opposite than how I feel like I should be treated? You know what I'm saying? Mirrors. And then we see a clip of last night where Taylor's like, do you think that was your job to tell the whole world? No, no, I'm not finished. I'm not finished. To tell Brandy, to tell the whole world about a woman's choice. I'm not done. I'm not done. Did anybody say no one tried to stop me? Someone trying to stop me right now. Stop me. Try and stop. I'm not done. Thank you for trying to stop me, Phaedra. I'm not done. Brandy, you tried to out a woman's choice 
to have a mother, to have a mother in her choice. Do you think, I'm not finished, I'm not enough. Enough! We're back. Like, it was like you were trying to poke her to get back to where she was. You know what I mean? Taylor was not expecting to be confronted. So she's just, like, shakily scr scratching her hair, like, I need about 10 years to really ruminate on this so I know how I want to argue about it at dinner. Now, what? Well, I respect that Brandy walked away because Brandy didn't have to walk away. You know what? If it was me, you know what I would have done? I would have sat down because I don't like walking. Okay? I just don't enjoy it. So I sit down. I suggest everyone, don't walk away. Sit down. Maybe turn your back. You know, maybe I would have done that. And Taylor's like, yeah, but there are some things you can't say I'm sorry for and then expect it all to go away. Which is the theme of this show. You can't just say I'm sorry. But then they all just say I'm sorry and then they're best friends again. I mean, it works, you know? So Taylor decides she's going to talk to Brandy, but it's going to be later in the day. Now Tamara tries to work her manipulation. Here goes Tamara. She's even wearing her cut fitness shirt today, which I love because it's so fitting, you know, for her role today. So she goes out on a walk with Phaedra and she starts trying to pump Phaedra. She's like, you know what? You don't talk about yourself much. Like everybody else talks about themselves, but you don't really talk about yourself. You've not offered anything either, except, like, showing your boobies and, like, humping people when you're drunk. So, get off Phaedra's ass, okay? There's a reason that Phaedra is silent, and it's because she is shady. She's probably working on deals right now that would put us all under the table, you know? She's probably got some cartel shit going on in the background. God knows what she's got going on. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a crappens commercial. So Tamara's doing this thing where she's like, I just care about ya. I just want to hear about ya. Which she doesn't really want to. She just wants to manipulate you. But in order for that to work, she has to make you think that she cares, right? So she's like forcing the stuff out of Phaedra. Like, you're with that guy, brah. What does he do, right? Is he like a doctor? Oh my God. What is he? Like a, a financier? What? Oh my God. What's his name? What does his name rhyme with it? It's like, shut up. So Phaedra opens up a little bit, but she's like, you really never know somebody. I don't know if I'm ready to get married again. And Tamara's like, well, you get, you really know who they are when you get divorced. And I think that's very wise, because, you know, I've always said, don't think about who you want to marry. Okay, it's a good goal. I mean, you should think about it a little, but don't concentrate on who you want to marry. Concentrate on who you want to divorce, okay? <laughs> you don't need to see how romantic someone is. You need to see how dirty someone gets when you get into an argument. Okay? Trust me on that one. I've been divorced seven times and I'm rich, rich as hell. Back to the show. So Tamara does her monologue where she's like, I went through a time, a time of my life, and it got so ugly, and I was so angry. And, you know, not to take it back to Dorinda, but this conversation is really about Dorinda. Surprise! Someone needs to tell Dorinda off. I think you should do it because, like, everybody likes ya. And, like, if I do it, they're gonna be like, you're mean, bitch. And, you know, if you do it, they'll be like, you're mean, bitch. But then they'll be like, wow, you know, Jesus, you should do it. You should, you should do it right now. Go do it right now. Go do it right now. Call her. Call her. Do it right now. Say, you're a batch. Hey, Dorinda, it's Fedra. You're a batch. But you said, you said, hello? Hello? Who just called me a bitch? Oh, my God, you know if I said batch. So Tamara talks Phaedra into having a discussion with Dorinda. Guys, have I think we had the discussion with Dorinda, okay? I think we've already done it. But, okay. 
I like it because I think Tamara is trying to push Dorinda into another blow-up. But Dorinda is, they it actually worked, all this talking to Dorinda, right? Because Dorinda's actually like, guess what? Hi, everybody. You know what my favorite word is today? Word of the day. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. So Phaedra tells us, now, you know, I just want to fix the group. I don't want us in another hot box. Wait, I shouldn't say hot box, should I? That means vagina, doesn't it? The producer's like, no, no, a hot box is when you smoke weed in the car with the windows up. Really? So we're hiring producers that don't even watch Bravo? Maybe that's what hot box meant before Real Housewives of Potomac. But we need to update the Bravo Webster Dictionary. <laughs> okay? <laughs> update! Hot box, meaning Giselle's rumored to be possibly infected vagina. So Phaedra's like, oh, Jesus. Well, with Eva here, it might have been a hot box. <laughs> So now we go to the winery, Baldadash Cellars, which is also a lovely board game. I mean, just, you guys, let's just sit and think about that. Balderdash. God, I've had such good times playing Balderdash. So Phaedra gives this speech. She's like, before we start drinking, I want a sober moment. I want us to start over today. I want us to be responsible for what we say and who we are, even though I'm not going to cop to what I said on my season in about five minutes' time, and I'm going to refuse to be honest about anything that went on during Real Housewives of Atlanta season nine when I left, and it's none of your fucking business why I did. So I'd like to read from a Bible. Well, it's not a Bible, but it's a book. It's a book, and it's called Prayers for Worn Out Alcoholics. Now, this isn't a book you read front to back. You just open the book to a random page, and it tells you what kind of worn-out alcoholic you are. So she reads this passage, and it's like, Father, I need you. And so there's enough people, you know, like... uh fakers reality tv fake because you know it's like the people screaming bitch at each other on tv are also the ones who are like i'd like jesus on the cross right now so you've got like vicka and tamra and everyone grabbing hands so they're grabbing hands at this table in a winery which you know at first i was like you're praying before you get wasted but you know jesus did love making wine okay now that was a winery all right take that boulder dash hey boulder dash have you been to son of god down the road <laughs> should see what he does with water all right so she reads this thing about like choosing the lord even though your flesh wants you to break down in a fit of disappointment and you lift your head in the sad times and you choose to trust you know heaven and god and the lord even when you are fighting your and it's actually a really nice prayer but it's also really hit home because phaedra is just so good at it i mean she is and granted she's been working in a funeral home for a long time now i guess i guess she still has that and so she's practiced this and you can tell because she cries you know she gets the like she starts crying and then everyone's crying and you know, no one on this show has the attention span to even listen to what the fuck that all just was. But they're like, Phaedra's being powerful and crying, so let's all pretend to cry. So they're like, Aah! everyone's like, Aah! so they're like, what a beautiful prayer about just like being in the valley and being fleshy. 
And whatever that was, God, that was beautiful. Seriously. And then Phaedra goes, you know, it touches me. Because on this show, we see so much ugly. And when we go there, it's a teachable moment. And so I need you to know, Dorinda. And everyone's like, eh, awkward. Okay. Just made this Jesus moment awkward. Okay. Even Jesus was like, well, damn. You know, Jesus was in heaven, like, <laughs> unclasping hands, like, I'm not in this. So she's like, you know, Dorinda, this is something that you could learn from. And Dorinda's like, eh, okay. But you know, inside, uh, Dorinda's like, did I just get a clap back from Jesus? You better back it up, Jesus. You better back it the fuck up, Jesus. But I see growth. I see growth in all of us. Brandy, look at you, Brandy, so grown. Like, how many hours are you including? Like, how many hours are you including in this growth? Because Brandy just said that dead husband thing 12 hours ago, less. So then we just see, like, montage of wines, you know, different wines being delivered. So they're drinking and drinking, and Vicky decides to do a Housewives game. And she's like, well, we all know each other because we were all on Housewives. So, you know what? We should talk about that. And Phaedra, you're going to go first. You're going to go first. Okay, we're, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about our departure story. We're gonna, that's what we're going to talk about, okay? And Phaedra goes, mm-mm. Nope, not going to do that. Because <laughs> this seems so planted, doesn't it? The producers are just like, Vicky, ask Phaedra why she got kicked off, but be super subtle about it. So it's like, okay, okay, game. The Housewives, let's play a game. So Phaedra's like, mm-mm. And Vicky goes, but was it all accepted and good? Not going to talk about that. But Phaedra tells us that her departure was a crock of BS. And then we see a clip of Candy's, the lies, the lies. Phaedra tells us there's two sides to every story, and then there's the truth. And let's say there's only one side that was heard. She does that thing where she winks with one eye and, like, sips from her soda. She's like, <laughs> Now, I'm enjoying Phaedra as much as anybody else on this show, okay? I think she's doing great. But I think that's a little revisionist history there. You had plenty of time to say what the fuck happened. You had that reunion. That was like a, wasn't that one of their four, uh, first four-part reunions that they had on that show? You've had your time, you know, Phaedra. You were wrong. I can't believe that Phaedra is still not just like, I was wrong. That was terrible. I can't believe I did it. Like, really? <laughs> like, after all of the, after your whole redemption season, you're like, mm -mm, there's two sides to every story. There is another side of telling everybody that one of your best friends wanted to drug and rape some girl that you're trying to use to fight that best friend because that best friend kept your ex-husband's four-wheelers in her garage so that the feds couldn't get them. You know, it's like, just say I'm sorry, okay? So Dorinda saves her by being like, okay, I'll talk about my departure, okay? Because it wasn't really a departure, okay? My pause began during COVID. That's when my pause started. And Brandy's like, um, yeah, I think you're being a little delusional with this pause thing. It's not just a pause. That's what Andy called it. Andy called it a pause. Okay, so who am I to say it's not a pause? Yeah, but I think that that's just like a fun word for fired. Like, you're fired, but here's a fun way to say it. Woo! Jekyll of the day! Woo! So Brandy tells us that, like, Dorinda's delusional, but she actually likes Dorinda, and she wants Dorinda to listen because she's, like, worried about Dorinda, right? And look, if Brandy's worried about you, 
Oh my God. It's like when you walk out of a bar and there's some dude there. He's like, Hey, you want to ride home? You you need a ride? You need a ride home? You're like, Oh my God. And that's Brandy. Okay. Offering Brandy. Brandy is offering you help. You're in trouble. You're in danger. You're in danger, girl. So we see a clip of them in the car and Brandy is telling her, listen, Dorinda, I like you. And I've been exactly, I went through exactly what you're going through now. I was drinking too much. I was depressed. I was popping off for no reason. And that was just last night. So it was very fresh in my head. I got it. You know what? Actually, I don't really drink. I barely even drink. Ask anybody in those scenes. They'll tell you, Dorinda Nudley doesn't drink. Brandy stops her and she's like, Dorinda. Let me just say, okay, people are rooting for you. They love you. They want season one, two, three, Dorinda. But what they're seeing now in this house, you're going to be put on pause forever if you continue this behavior. I promise. I did it first. I did it first. And I have to say, well done, well said, and you told Dorinda to shut the fuck up and listen. You were absolutely right in what you said, and Dorinda didn't like it, but she heard it. And you can tell it made a difference. Isn't that crazy? I think sometimes you just need you just need a dried up alcoholic to tell you how it is. You know, that's why people come to me for advice. Call me. So then they talk about their best times of the show. Dorinda's time was, of course, the first time they went to the Berkshires. And then we see the clip of Dorinda saying, you know what? I really want to name this place. I really just, you know, I'm not, I'm not just happy calling it the creepy house that Richard got me that time that my dad used to deliver mail to when he was a mailman. And I used to say, I want to own that house, daddy. And then Richard heard that story and bought it for me. It's a very long name for a house. You know what I mean? And Ramona said, you know what, Dorinda? You know what, we're going to name this house? We're going to name this house? Bluestone Manor? That's what we're going to call it, okay? A name that Ramona came up with, TM, okay? We're going to TM it with that. And Carol's there, and she's like, hey, that was the name that I came up with. Hey, Dorinda, I came up with it. Bluestone Manor Marathon. <laughs> And Bluestone Manor, it is now. I took off the marathon part, but only because it went on a very long time in a death rattle. You know, which made guests uncomfortable. <laughs> they finally get to Jill, and she's like, you know what? I was on a lot less than you guys, all right? So, you know, who am I to say anything, okay? I'm only the woman who's going to go back to New York City, have lunch, dinner, Broadway show, snacks, tea time, and ballet with Dorinda Medley, my new best friend. Who am I? Who am I to say? And Brandy's time was when she was friends with Lisa Vanderpump, which I think is interesting, and didn't add any shit-talking in there. And uh, we see clips of Lisa like, Ooh, were you snoring last night in your bed, little piggy? I heard snoring. It was like this, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, it was so hilarious the way you were snoring. Gotta love that Vanderpump humor. Naughty. Naughty snoring humor. <clears throat> They've had a great day. So everybody's so happy. And they're leaving. And they're all huggy. And Dorinda's like, okay, Vicky, can I talk to you for a moment? And Vicky's like, uh, 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 I mean, uh, 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 sure, sure, sure. Uh, 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 get me uh, Dorinda insurance. Dorinda insurance. I could die at any moment. I don't want to die here. I don't want to die here. And if I die, tell everybody she died sad.
Okay, what's up, Dorinda? She's like, look, so I like you, Vicky, and I admire you from the show, OG of the OGCC, and you, you know, you're very vulnerable, and you're just much more vulnerable than I expected. Matt, here's the thing, I'm more angry for you about Steve than you are for you, and what's making me angry is because you're beautiful, you're successful, you have children who are beautiful, and so then I got confused because I was like, you know what, uh, why isn't she mad? So I got mad, but if I wasn't there for you, I'm very sorry, okay? Because I think you could walk out there into the world and I think you could get any guy if you wanted who works in a bait and tackle shop or at Walmart, you know, something like that. Uh, lower rung. Lower rung is what I'm saying. If you set your sights to what's available, you could probably do it because you're a pathetic person. And I like that about you. And Vicky's like, oh, well, you know, one of the things I was saying the other night is I have a fear of abandonment. So, you know, the fear, that's my, like, one of my biggest things. And so when I came here, like, I was sick and I was happy. And then, you know, like, I can't fake whooping it up. And then when I wasn't sick, I felt so abandoned by COVID because COVID left. And then I was like, oh, my God, even COVID won't stay with me, you know? So then I got really upset. Yeah, well, you know, I didn't see it. I didn't get that. But I see it now. And I apologize. I, I think I took it personally because I thought, oh, my God, Vicky doesn't like my place. She, does, she, doesn't, she doesn't like me. Uh, she doesn't like eating at tables. You know, what she really likes to do is eat in bed and call things creepy that she doesn't understand because they don't fit into her strip mall style, you know. But now I see that I was wrong about that. And Vicky's like, thank you, Dorinda. Yeah, thank you. Because, like, now, let me tell you, now, this. She licks her fingers and then turns like a air page in a gigantic book. Now, I can turn a page with you. I can turn a page. <laughs> and now... The final big segment of our show, Christmas in the Berkshires. So everybody comes down for this Christmas party, and um, Dorinda has decided to stay sober for five more minutes. She's like, you know what, I've decided not to drink today, and uh, there's about five minutes left in today until it's tonight. So that's going to be big. But for right now, I'm a very mature state, the woman who lives in a Bluestone Manor Marathon. Okay, so let's just go with that. So everyone comes down kind of festive. I mean, most of them are just dressed nice, you know. Uh, but, of course, Phaedra has, like, a red and green fur hat and a little cute, sexy dress. And then Brandy's in the silver, <laughs> the silver tight dress, real short dress. And uh, everyone's like, wow, Brandy, have, <laughs> have you ever worn that out, that out of the house before? Brandy's like, guys, geez, I mean, I never got to wear this because this was what I was going to wear to the reunion. But then I got, like, fired that morning. So I've never got a chance to wear it. But then we see that she did get a chance. And it was when Andy had her on Watch What Happens Live instead of going on the reunion. Presumably because Denise would not film if Brandy was brought onto the reunion, right? So he's like, oh, Brandy, let's stop with Denise. Let's talk about it. Did you play chopsticks on her home home? And Brandy's like, well, she won't talk to me anymore. So like, I don't even know if I would apologize to her. Lie, 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 high pitched lie, 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 lie from Brandy. And then we're back. And Brandy's like, you know, you guys, like, she hit it and she quit it. And it like kind of broke my heart. Oh, okay. So Brandy's a victim now in this story. Okay, Brandy's the victim. Oh, Brandy. 
You're, you got your heart broken? By the person that you betrayed and totally tried to ruin on national TV to get your job back? Oh, Randy, you poor thing. Come over here. Let's get hugs. Let's hug. So now, of course, this conversation turns around to Denise and Brandy. Did they or didn't they? So Dorinda's like, well, I don't know why she would lie about it, you know? And Denise was married to Charlie Sheen. And Charlie Sheen had a pretty eclectic sex life. You know, it was like my living room at Christmas. Only vaginas, you know? So who really knows? Who really knows? And Phaedra says, it must have been something with her eyebrows. And Tamara's like, oh, well, everybody, hold on. I'm nodding my head and making my lips like this, like the straw. Pop, 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 pop. Guys, guys, everyone, do I have your attention? Pop, pop, pop. Court is now called to session with a gavel sounding like this. Pop, pop, pop. Okay, guys. So, you know, Brenda, Denise called me. Denise caught me when that went down. And everyone's like, oh, oh, she did. And Brandy says, you knew Denise. And she goes, oh, yeah, I know her. And she said, like, this stuff is coming out about me. And she asked what she should do because, like, I've been on the show for so long. Like, maybe I would know to do. And I said, if it's true, own it. But if you find it and it's true, you're going to look guilty. You're going to look guilty. And I go, did you do it? And she said, no, I didn't do it. And I said, I sure didn't do it. And she's like, I'm sure I didn't do it. And I'm like, oh my God, are you positive sure that you didn't do it? She's like, triple dog, swear I didn't do it. She said, Brenda is lying. So Vicky's like, okay, I have a question. This question is for Tabra. Tabra, uh, uh, may I approach the bench? Okay, I'll just sit here. I'll stay on the couch. So Tabra, uh, did you believe Denise or did you believe Brandy? Okay, did you believe it? Who did you believe? Tell the truth. I believed Dun, dun, dun. Denise's. And it cuts to Brandy telling us, whatever got fitness. And then Tamara goes, yeah, you know what? I just hate that you got the rap for that. And Vicky's like, but you just said that you believe Denise. Nah, I said Brandy. You said Denise. And a Chiron comes on that says 30 seconds ago. Who did you believe? Tell the truth. I believed. Dun, dun, dun. Denise's. Whatever got fitness. But I'm sorry. I meant Brandy. I misspoke. And Brandy's like, oh my god, I love you. You stuck up for me. That's so great. And Taylor's like, but you didn't really know Brandy, but you did know Denise, so why would you believe Brandy over Denise? Well, something happened at BravoCon. Dun, 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 dun. And they're like, say it, say it, say it, say it. Everybody cheer with me, cheer with me. Everybody participate, participate in the cheer. So they're all like, say it, say it. So Tamara's like, shit hit on me Then a little thing comes up that says, asterisk. Source is close to Denise. Deny this. And Tamara's like, yeah, and it was more than just like hitting on me. She kept sending me text messages, waiting for me. She's wanting for me to go to her room. She's wanting me to like go, you know, down the hallway and then like go to her room, then like go to the elevator that could be by her room. And then like I could go by her room and then like be in the hallway. That's what she wanted from me, guys. She tried it with me too. And Brandy is thrilled, right? Because she sees this as redemption. And Jill's like, oh my God, this whole Denise Richards thing is huge. It is huge, all right? Talk about doubling down and vindicating my Brandy, who I'm sure is going to call me every day once this is over, because I know very famous people, okay? Have you ever heard of Cinemark, the movie theaters? I know the guy who owns that. Call me. So Tamara's like, yeah, I think she called me because she knew what happened with me, and then she knew what happened with ya, and then she was afraid I would say something, which clearly I am right now. Oh my God, I can't believe I did this on national TV. Ding! 
And you know what? I just don't want people calling you a liar, Brenda. <sighs> and Brandy's like, I don't care if people call me a liar because I know my truth. And Vicky's like, I'd like that too. I like that too. You know what? My truth is kept at a trapper keeper, which makes it real, okay? My trapper keeper is labeled my truth. She died sad with truth. She died with sad truth. Now they start the whole like, who would you have sex with in this room? Okay, now they're playing this game like, I would have sex with you, and then I would have sex with you, but I would have sex with her, and I would have sex with her. Oh my God, lesbianism. Don't you guys think that that's what Denise was doing? That's all. That's what I get the impression of. It's like they're playing these kinds of games. Like, I would do you, Denise. Oh, yeah, I would do you, too. And they get flirty, and then Brandy's like, we're in a relationship. But, I don't know. I think in most normal cases, you would say, well, if there are two people that are saying the same things about somebody, where there's smoke, there's fire. But, you know, Brandy and Tamara are both fog machines. Okay, so of course everybody's picking each other, but Jill does not get picked, or Taylor. So Jill's like, oh my god, Taylor, it's me and you, honey. No one wants to have sex with us, okay? So I guess that's it. We're done for. Kill us, murder us, die. Here lies Jill. No one wanted to have sex with her, even though she knew the person who invented Chick-fil-A. Kill me. Just kill me right now. And she tells us, I'm extremely offended that no one wants to have sex with me. So Vicky's like, I can't, I can't, I can't do women. I, I just can't, okay? I'm all about that. I'm all about that. <laughs> Which is crazy because I'm so against pricks in general, you know? But still, I'm a conundrum. Brandy's like, you have no choice. You gotta choose. So she's like, Brandy. I would, do, I would do Brandy. That's for sure. Because I think you would teach me about sexuality because, like, I'm such a prude. I'm such a prude. And then everybody's wooing, and Brandy is so excited to be chosen by Vicky. You know, this is Brandy's night. She just got validated. Everybody believes her. Tamara backed her up on television. You know, the OG of the OC wants to bang her. So Brandy's having the best night of her life, and good for her. So now they go to dinner, and Brandy's like, Vicky, want to kiss on the lips? So then they kiss on the lips, and everyone's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and Brandy's like, Vicky, come sit by me, Vicky. So Brandy's wasted, so she's doing that. Yeah, I'm going to, like, hump everybody now, because, like, I'm wasted, that's what I do. So everybody's having fun, they're eating, and Brandy's like, actually, this is gonna, like, sound crazy, I don't think that anybody's ever said this, but, like, I wanna hear from Jill. And they're like, ew, why, ew, oh, hi, Jill, sorry, sorry, girl, didn't see you there. Okay, what do you want to hear from Jill? And she's like, yeah, because Jill, like, you're normally, like, we can't shut you up. But, like, now I, like, actually want to hear from you. So, Jill, what do you have to say? And she tells us, I'm hurt. I'm offended that nobody wants to have sex with me. Okay? I just don't want to play anymore. I don't want to play anymore. What, what game is this? You know? Is there is there any other game we could play? Hey, can we play a game like, who wants to go hiking with Jill? Everybody could say no at the same time. Hey, who wants to go swimming with Jill? And everybody could just say no. What, how about that? Why don't we just find multiple ways to reject me? So then, of course, Tamara's going to do a little stirring because this whole episode has been way too positive, let's face it. So Tamara's like, So is there anybody that you didn't think you were going to get along with, Betcha? So he's going to answer that one. And Taylor's like, Brandy, obviously. I mean... And Brandy's like, oh my god, why? Why would you even say that? Like, I'm a lover. I'm a lover. Like, people don't know that about me, but I'm like, I'm a lover. Yeah, well, you're either fucking or fighting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna whip out a little Oklahoma shade on you with that one. And Brandy's like, you know what? I just, like, honestly, like, honestly, it was so weird that you went to the bathroom and then, like, you came back last night and then you were, like, totally, like, coming after me. And, uh, Vicky's like, why? Why are we going back here? Why are we going back here again? She died sad. And 
Taylor Taylor gives another nonsense speech. You know, Brandy, I have love for you, which makes no sense because I shouldn't have love for you. But, like, when I found my voice, like, if I don't care about someone, like, you know, they couldn't hurt me. But over the past few days, you've hurt me, which makes me realize I care about you. And you're basically like a tea bag being dropped into water. But I like it. And I'm the water. And I'm like, but I'm good enough just being water. But now that I'm kind of becoming tea, I'm like, are we friends? Are we friends, Brandy? Brandy's like, oh my god, I'm friends with Taylor now. You know what? I just get over things. Like, if these bitches want to just be bland, then fine, I'll be bland. Oh my god, I'm gonna hump everybody. So they go into the other room, and Brandy's just, like, stripping and humping everybody. And then they play this white elephant game. So it's actually really cute at the end. They all have fun together. It was a super fun episode to watch. I'm really liking everybody on it, which is weird for me, watching a show like this. Because, you know, part of the fun is being like, I hate, I hate somebody. But I really like everybody you know, most of the time on this. Um, it was pretty funny, though, because Vicky ends up with a vibrator. Vicky's the one who's like, oh, my God, I'm professional. I cannot talk about sex. I have sex with a woman. That is disgusting. And it ends with Dorinda giving a toast like, guys, you know, let's let's do a simple cheers. Uh, we laughed. We cried. We, everybody at the same time. Made it nice. And everyone's like, oh, uh, made it nice. Mate, we made it nice. Like, oh, God, we still have to plug Dorinda's fucking thing. And then the last line of it is Vicky going, every time I have tequila, it makes me want to have sex. Where's my vibrator? And that brings us to the end of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. Everybody, thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you for uh, being here on my solo recap day. That was much less scary than I thought it was going to be. So thank you so much for your support. Um... Thanks to everybody on Crappens On Demand who watched this. Hi! And um, Patreon in general, thanks for supporting us. Even if you're not on Patreon, thank you so much for supporting us. Men, we miss you. By we, I mean me. And all the housewives that we were just talking with. Uh, we miss you. Can't wait to have you back. Thank you guys for everything you do for us. We love you very much. And we will talk to you next time. Bye! Watch what crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. Dana C. Dana do. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels. Aaron McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Ava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. We McLovin, Karen McClelland. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. She's our queen, Marie Levine. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. The Bay Area Betches. Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Always the wiser is Allison Weasler. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Better do what she says. It's Elva Enriquez. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. We will, we will. Joanna Rockland, you. My favorite Murdo. Karen McMurdo. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. We want to hang with Liz Lane. 
Ring, the incredible edible Matthew sisters. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. She's cheese on a bagel, it's Megan Ragel. Nancy Cease and DeSisto. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Paging Page Mills, Paging Page Mills. Shannon, out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's get racy with Miss Stacy. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys.